Hello and welcome back to the Kate Languages podcast. I can't believe this is the fifth episode already of season three. I uh, hope you've been enjoying all of the episodes so far and I've got a real treat for you today. So this was a chat with Deborah Young who was actually my head of department and I've tried to not work this out because it's just so long ago but I think it was about 15 years ago when I was in my second year of teaching, second year, second school and I was only there for a year actually Uh, but some people make a big impression on you even if you only work with them for a a year and yeah we've kind of kept in touch but not actually had a chance to properly catch up over the years so when she said she wanted to be on the podcast I was so excited to have her on and have a really good chat with her Um, so the, (laughs) the funny thing is We actually talked for well over an hour before I even started recording. So there might be stuff in there that's maybe a bit confusing because we were like, well, we've just been chatting about this for ages and kind of forgotten what we'd recorded or what we hadn't. So I'm I'm hoping it will make sense to everybody on the outside as well. It's not just a load of in-jokes. But yeah, it it was such a great conversation and it was so great to catch up with her and just I just hope you enjoy her wisdom as much as I did so Debs has been teaching for about 25 years or so so um yeah she's got lots of experience lots of wisdom to impart and the reason I've called this episode it's just a job I really hope that doesn't come across as flippant but what I mean is and this is something that we talked about in our conversation and again we talked about it quite a lot before we even hit record (laughs) so um, I'm hoping this comes across as a positive thing it's not saying it's not dismissing teaching as like oh it's just a job you know it's a very important job but the conversation we had we're talking about workload and how to reduce workload and how to reduce your stress and things like that and one of the key takeaways It's something she said to me when I was, like I say, in my second year of teaching. And it's something that is a bit of a mantra, I think, of hers, is that it's just a job. It's just a school. And if you can get yourself into that kind of mindset and realise that it is just a job, then hopefully that will help you to maintain a bit more of a work-life balance and to realise that you do not have to sacrifice your entire life to be a teacher. So yeah, like I say, hopefully that comes across as something really positive and not just a flippant comment. We do just get down to it really quickly because like I say, we'd been already chatting for (laughs) over an hour. So it starts quite abruptly with us just sort of saying, right, workload, what are we going to say about workload? And then... Yeah, and then it's a great conversation. So enjoy. Let's talk about workload. Okay, workload, workload. Um, now this is like I said, it's only school, and it's like how much. Uh, I mean, I've done the sums on this, you know, of like how much time do you spend marking a, a book or a piece of work, and you know, it shouldn't. You know, what thirty books at five minutes each? That's a huge amount of time, and then you've got six classes of maybe thirty kids. So, you know, it's all, I almost felt like, oh my God, I'm going to have to cut a hole in time to get this done and also mm. to live my life. Now, I think that the, the priority should be the work-life balance. And you should be working, you know, you should be working nine to five like everybody else is and doing it in between there. Um, I think in terms of managing the workload, 
do what you can in school. I'm a big fan of don't take anything home with you because, you know, home is your your haven. It's where you you know you've got your own stuff to do there. You've got the dishes to wash or the dog to walk or something like <laughs> You're that. You're the boring stuff in life, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you have that's that's priority as well. Um, and also, um, I'm talking to my own kids about uh, what did they like about when the teachers gave their books back to them, and they certainly liked to, that the teachers cared enough. Uh, so the tick and flick was always well appreciated by my kids because they saw they saw that somebody cared. And then actually, just cast an eye over um, it and had a bit. You of know, and I think as languages teachers, you can sort of like. I remember when I was first teaching, I was teaching French and I inadvertently taught the wrong. Uh, a friend of mine had a, a red haired flatmate and she used to call him Le Jongeur. And uh, I thought, oh, that must be the French. That must be. The... I didn't I didn't realize that she was just in the making. So she said, oh, Le Jongeur got back late from from uh, from his outing last night. So I picked this up and then I taught it. I taught Le Jongeur and La Jongeuse. And then I was telling this story to somebody and they went, no, that's not the right word. It's chivalry. And I thought, oh my God. So I had to go through all my books and to, with the tipex and delete it because I thought I can't have these children learning the wrong thing because I'd, you know, they were loving it. Oh, je suis Jongeuse. Uh, mais mon frère, il est Jongeur. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah i'm just thought no um so yes in terms of looking at their books and seeing something <laughs> that was jumping out at me as incorrect uh, makes you know it's a whole kind of it's the whole kind of teaching and learning i i learn from them as much as i teach them and i learn oh right okay they really haven't got this i need to teach it again or uh they took this down wrong lots of them have taken this down wrong so it's and then you go back to your powerpoint and you're like oh, it's obviously me that. and i've gone you know um like when i put the powerpoints up um, the other day one of the kids i put the wrong date on it i'd put 2023 instead of 2022 oh. and that was obviously just a slip of the finger and he said miss miss are we going into the future and i said yes this is what you'll be doing next year um and then just quickly change it or they you know they sometimes i mean you have to do this kind of like well i put that there to see if you were paying attention okay, and yeah. you can you can get away with this with year seven possibly year eight but anyway <laughs> the other day i was when i was doing my fruit um workbook that i put online recently <laughs> for some reason it got into my head my fruit workbook but i got into my head that peta has two R's. So no. I put a that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, and, is, and I was like, oh, gosh, this is why you have to proofread. Yeah. Like, is, and and actually, that is why I guess marking is quite useful. Yeah. Um, kind of scanning for that. And that should, you should be able to, you should be able to, if you've got your good classroom management, you should be able to have a little whiz around. I go around with my red pen and my little um, fantastic stamper or magnifico whatever and go oh that's brilliant and you know i mean certainly for the lower school that kind of thing even for the upper school actually i have a level students who love a gold star oh yeah no they um, do don't they? they get i was finding like year nine and ten they're like oh no i'm too cool for that by year back year 11 they, definitely six on they're like i want the stamps i want the stickers yeah. <laughs> um and they love that kind of thing and it just tells them that what they're doing is is good and it's good enough i think this whole kind of like everybody should be at the top everybody needs everybody should get an a star you know no i mean it goes back to this is a delightful michael gove when he said all schools all schools should be above average and 
he didn't listen to himself when he said that um because that's not um literally it's like, not possible yeah because, not possible. you know average is average for a reason like you yes. can raise the bar of what average yeah. means absolutely and average. maybe that's where he was going with that but it yeah. just he made himself look like a nit uh a nitwit uh when he said that and you know sort of turning back to workload I think children should be taught how to monitor themselves they should be taught how to take notes I did a cover the other day geography cover and uh, the cover was on a scrap of paper that just said page 49, read the thing. And it was about play tectonics and take notes. And I, so I said, right, there you go, kids. And did the register, walked around, made sure they were all settled and they all had their stuff. And they were like, what do you mean take notes? And I thought, well, you read it and you think, what are the important things here? And you can bullet point them. And they hadn't been taught how to do that. They didn't know. But yet it was set as cover. And yet it was set as cover. And, uh, you know, bless my colleague. I just thought, right, okay. Let's get down to business on play tectonics. You know, I confess to them that I'd failed my geography O level, so I might not be the best person. And then they could probably teach me a thing or two. And I think maybe this gets sort of neglected in primary school and not to criticize our primary school colleagues, but maybe it's just they're so focused on SATs that they forget mm. about mm. how to learn. Yeah. And this is how, you know, we are learning to learn. I think. I think it's in Japan where uh, the little ones are taught before they kind of even get to school. So in your kind of preschool thing, they're taught about tidying up. They're taught about working together. They're taught about taking turns mm. and all of those things that you kind of think, oh, you learned that at home. You learned that at home. Some kids- you know, I'm noticing that, though, with George being in nursery at the moment. I'm noticing that's the kind like he you know he's suddenly like much better at tidying up his toys and he's yeah. really clear on like I have to tidy up my toys yeah and I mean we we are quite strict about that as well yeah um but I do think that's coming from school and when they you know they they they, they send us a thing every week of like what they're focusing on and a lot of it is that kind of thing and they have circle time and they're learning about yeah joining in and taking turns and all that kind of stuff and I just think it's so important I think when you've got those routines mm. so when we had our last offset inspection they brought that up about routines and you know it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be a big school routine yeah. but certainly when they're in my class these are my routines mm. and I've got these routines for a reason because children feel secure with routines they like the boundary of a routine this is yeah. what we do and we do it all. I've had this conversation actually with quite a few people that I think one of the one of the key things and also yeah, if we're talking about workload and we're talking about making basically making life as easy as possible for yourself, yeah. having routines just helps with so many different things. Yeah. And I was I was doing my lesson planning CPD at the weekend and the last session is how to finish a lesson. Yeah. And the ideas that I give for the plenaries yeah. are all things that you can do once everybody's tidied up, the classroom's nice and tidy, yeah. everybody's ready, all packed away. And they're the plenaries you know you end it and are saying so basically the ideal plenary does not involve them writing in their exercise books or doing anything on whatever laptop or chromebook or whatever yeah. they've got you know and also knowing that that is part of the routine yeah. you know it makes and I think it helps with behavior management yeah because you're sending them off to the next person in a calmish fashion not like oh my god there's the bell I mean it happened to me the other day because I got the times wrong and I thought the kids went miss that's the bell and they were still writing and I went well okay write back of things really quickly and just go 
because mm-hmm. I had to. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not proud of myself, but yeah, normally you've got. Yeah, if they know that you like, that's the exception rather than the rule. Then yeah. you know, because um, we have, we're working. Um, we're still working on our old pandemic kind of thing. So we have, uh, different bells for different um oh, right. groups. So Key Stage Three, they have lesson one, lesson two break. Uh, key stage four have lesson one lesson two lesson three break uh and i, I mean it's it's worked really well so staggered lunch break uh, and it's worked really well for the canteen staff and just for the mm. calmness around so it was something that we decided to keep and i think it it works until you get a lunatic like me who forgets oh i'm teaching key stage three aren't i and that's the bell for key stage four and oops um, oh yeah if you've got different bells at different times yeah. and of course the bell sounds the same it isn't yeah. it you know, I need to have a different tingling. bell for the different. Yeah, I, that, that's something that I maybe. I mean, maybe it's only me that's suffering, but I knew I know that some new staff as well, so are letting people out at the wrong time, and that's something that you know. Do you know? In the last school I worked at, we didn't have bells, and I liked it. I like not having bells. I mean, you have to keep a really good eye on them. Yeah. Stock. But the kids know when the lesson's finished, don't they? Oh, they do. They look around. They go. <laughs> yeah. The clock in my classroom runs a little slow. Uh, which sometimes I forget about, and I just think, oh, and then bell goes. So I mean, I have to sort myself out and yeah. remember these things. But um, yeah, so in, in terms of that sort of lessening the workload, that you've you know you've wrapped up your lesson, put a little bow on it, and sent them off. It makes you feel good as well. And then I and then your karma for yeah. the next class that are coming in as well yeah. and this is exactly well, probably you know on, they're on the doorstep yeah. anyway and you have to kind of do that this is one thing that I still find a little bit tricky the whole kind of juggling um I know I was listening to your podcast the other day about um uh, starters and do nows and stuff and I never ever have a do now that has to be on a piece of paper because it's too much faff mm-hmm. so I'll have you know I when I come in in the morning I have all my powerpoints on my desktop and, you know, some of them I think, oh, I can stick that one in there and uh, use the same thing for for A-level as I did for GCSE, just as a starter or a do now. And um, yeah, I think you've got to, the whole kind of idea of working smart yeah. is really important. Not by working, you know, you cannot. The thing is, you work yourself into the ground and the next week you're off sick because you are genuinely sick. You're piling in cover work. And then, then when you come back to it, you've still got to pick up the pieces of that. And it's just a downward spiral of misery. So we start with the it's it's just a job. It's an important job and it's only school. And it's still important. Yeah. It's important for these youngsters. You know, and what are we teaching them? We're teaching them about being orderly and organized and we're teaching them to learn. And then the rest should just sort of fall into their laps. Oh, right. We're learning Spanish today. Marvelous let's get on with it and we're teaching them about time and organization and note-taking yes yeah, so I think we, we were talking about this before we actually started recording weren't we that I was just saying that um one of the things that's always stuck with me that you said to me so I was only in my second year of teaching so I'd, yeah. I'd finished my NQT year and then I was in my second year of teaching when I when I worked with you just for a year but yeah I'll never I'll never forget you just sort of, you saying yeah it's it's just a job it's only a school because um, I think, you know, when you're managing staff as a head of department, you know, everybody's got their own style of management. But my style is a hope that I want to show my staff that I care for them. I've got their back and I'm on their side always. Doesn't matter what has happened. I am always on their side. I yeah. just, 
did you throw a child out the window? Right. Why did you, why did that happen? I wasn't a complete accident. You know, we were, you know, <laughs> no, I don't advise that to anybody. Yeah, no, I don't think you can in most schools. I don't think the window's open wide enough. <laughs> but um, I did, I worked in a school in North London where one of the children did fling themselves out of the window. Uh, um, I was on the first floor and they had to be pulled back in again um, and I just thought I said to him was my lesson that boring and he went no I was so nice I that was really interested in seeing and I just thought oh well at least the lesson wasn't so boring you wanted to defenestrate yeah, literally like, <laughs> I mean, it was a good teaching moment for the you know the phrase defenestration coming from you know the French fenêtre and all this kind of stuff oh, yeah. everything's a teachable moment yeah but you know he didn't die but you know it's just working smarter getting getting the kids behaving in such a way that you can move around the classroom and you can mark their work. And you have a little chat with them and go, oh, this is brilliant. I'm very much into the praise, not the whole kind of like, oh, you turned up, well done. But, you know, you find something that you like about every single kid. Because the kids are kind of like, you hate us, miss, don't you? And I went, no, don't waste my time on that. I mean, yeah, stuff. honestly, like, sorry, <laughs> but you don't take up that much room in my brain. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't I really think about you when you're not sitting right in front of me. <laughs> you know um and I just say you know I had a little one the other day in year seven and he was just a little bit chaotic and he was being a bit cheeky and I said oh come on outside we need to have a little chat and he was going oh, you don't like me and I said I just said oh, you need to give me better reasons to like you and I said one of the reasons I really like you is that you've got really nice handwriting and he went oh have I and I said, yeah, I think it's fabulous. I think you should have your own font. Oh, he was so pleased with himself. I said, now we're going to go back in again. We're going to start again. You're going to give me your best, aren't you? And he went, oh, yes, I am. I, I'm a going to write very deeply as well. Give it out, <laughs> give it back. You know, I, I think, you know, teaching languages is hard enough. Getting them on board and getting them to, to, to buy into it. And everybody speaks English. So you have to, you have to, you have to find other ways of do you um, think so yeah I think that's something that again I remember about you actually is just the having such positive relationships with students and you kind of you're I don't know I feel like you're the kind of person who really gets to know the kids as you're saying and like you seem to I, I think I feel like you knew the kids in my classes as much as um your own as well quite mm -hmm. often but how do you do that when you first start out and you don't really know the kids? And I mean, obviously, it takes a while to build up. that. It report. does. It does take a while. And I think, you know, and I remember when I first started teaching in ADT, which was Ashcroft's former name when it was a city yeah. technology college. And I just I got I just you just kind of I think because I'm interested in people and their stories and their backgrounds and, you know, mm -hmm. Did, you know did you hurt your leg somebody's coming in with a broken leg what happened and the story uh, uh, yeah I think personal stories because people people like to talk by themselves people like to hear about other people and those are the things that connect us with each other um you know a kid will go you know you, you get these emails saying so and so's mother died over the summer give her a bit of TLC and it's not about you know saying oh your mother died I'm really sorry to hear that um, it's about sort of making that connection. I go, my mum died when I was when I was younger and it was really sad. And, you know, but she's watching you and she's, you know, wherever oh. she is, she's she's there. She's watching. She wants you to do your best and she still loves you. That love is still there. 
and you know just tell them your experience or even if it's like you know oh you're left-handed I'm left-handed as well we are brilliant aren't we um are you left-handed which left-handed people yeah I am yeah I do um, I do you don't you notice know, you always yeah. notice when people are left-handed as well when you are left-handed yeah. so it's about you know it's about making those little connections because those kids come to school and they want to be with people who they have something in common with and who treat them like humans. I think that's the thing is that you don't just look at them as like this mass of faces sitting yeah. in front of you, that you actually get to know them as individuals. And yeah, and I just, I'm thinking like, as a young teacher, I think I would have been a bit nervous about telling them anything about myself or. Yeah. Um, and I, know, think... I, I don't know, it, but I guess you, you pick and choose. Like you yeah. don't tell them the details of your private life, yeah. for example. Yeah. If, yeah, I mean obviously there are some things like when people get married it's quite obvious or whatever things yeah. like that but um yeah you tell them as, as much as you feel comfortable with yeah and I think that, you know they appreciate that you you share those things when I was in Ashcroft um I had my wedding dress delivered to uh, the school and I got a, an email saying that it was there and one of my year 10 boys said oh, let's can I go and get it can I go and get it so off he went downstairs and he came back with his box and they were going you want to open it and I went no and they went please open it and they went you've not invited any of us to the wedding so you need to open it you know anyway so I opened it and I hung it up and they were their faces fell and they were oh oh okay right oh looks looks nice and then one of them said I think it's inside out miss <laughs> it is so I turned it the right way around and then all the oh miss and the boy who'd gone to collect it for me said oh miss I would marry you and that that's beautiful and I said well that would be weird but uh, nonetheless I appreciate all of that um, and it was that you know okay we took 10 minutes out of the lesson we'd wasted 10 minutes of time but oh. I had them all you know they were all kind of you know you have to show us the photos and you have to you know and certainly for our subject though all of those things are like let's describe the dress so it's so <laughs> beautiful it's so very beautiful and it's this color and it's you know it's uh and they love they love the fact that I'd shared that with me and then I had to sort of wrap it all up and get it back in a box I love um, they, they, they obviously were just like yeah oh it's inside so, out okay <laughs> yeah so you know I'm 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 fine with sharing things with them I'm very open as to things that have happened to me and uh but obviously you know you're you're right you wouldn't tell them anything so so weird not too private okay so what about though like I'm just thinking if trainee teachers or ECTs are listening and thinking oh yeah well I you know I get I'm observed all the time and I feel like I can't have those moments with a class because I feel like I'm performing and I'm on yeah you know I'm kind well, of you you should be able to and then you should you know when you're having your your feedback conversation you go the reason I'm doing this is because I want to connect with these children and I want to build and building relationships is extremely important it's really something in my school that I absolutely love is that they really push that agenda of oh, building of relationships either with the kid or the family and one of the things I, I do is um, we're uh, we're supposed to 
make phone calls home. I, sometimes you, I can't do that. I'm, you know, there's always somebody coming in and out. So emails work for me. I yeah. only ever send a positive email home. So, you know, I'll pick one person in the class and I'll just send a little email saying, just to let you know that Kate was really good in her Spanish lesson today and she got everything right. And I'm so proud of her and, you know, give her a pat on the back when she comes home. So Kate comes back into my lesson the next day and goes, oh, my mom got your email or mom sends me an email going, oh my God, that is so nice. Thank you so much. So they know that Mrs. Young, she's a nice teacher. She's lovely. She's going to, she's going to heap all this praise on you. It also means when they turn up for parents evening and I do have to tell them something icky, they're kind of like, oh God, no, we're going to sort that out. Don't worry. Because, because they have this relationship with you where they don't want you to be disappointed mm. because you have shown love and respect and kindness to their child. And I, just, I think these things are obvious, you know, and if you're a if you're a young teacher and you're being observed, uh, I mean, even if you're an old teacher like me and you're being observed, you, you think, oh, God, you know, I've got to put on the show. I've got to tick all these boxes. I've got to do all the other stuff as well, because all those those building relationships are not box ticking things because they can't be because you can't really measure them. They are essential. Mm, yeah. The smooth running to the interaction and to the what you what you need those kids to do is to be working with you and for you and because of you, because with our subject, it's not, I mean, I used to be quite envious of maths and English teachers because it was like, you have to do this, you know, and I thought they were home and dry. And then you observe a maths class and they're still like trying to go, look, this is important. And they go, no, but it's dull, it's boring. I can't do these fractions. So I, you know, kind of reset my um, my mind on on the fact that theirs isn't an easy ride either so for us it's about you know it's all about communication we are communicators and it's about those lovely moments and it's you know it's also about us enjoying what we do in the classroom it's about us having uh I was I had a uh um what are they called now ECT teacher um come and see my year seven lesson on Friday last where we had no internet and the kids were late because they'd come from PE. They didn't know where they were going. We had 15 minutes of fafarama at the start and he was there. He's taking his notes and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You've come to see an experienced teacher and you are now seeing an experienced teacher pulling herself out of a big hole so uh, I said right you know got them all in order and they were still like can I go to the toilet no you can't the books out and then they were underlining everything so I spent another 10 minutes of just getting them ordered again and then and he was at the end of it he said oh god it's really he said you know the bedrock of all of that was getting the behavior right and once you've got that I said do you know I don't know I don't have schools certainly I think our school has kind of no, not given up on that, but it just kind of, uh, it's sort of been sidelined behavior management. And I think yeah, that needs to come right back and we need to have, yeah. you know, it's about the, the, right. Once you've got the behavior and you've got them eating out of your hand, they will eat out of your hand forever. Mm. Um, and uh, this ECT, ECT guy, um, it always sounds like somebody who spelled et cetera wrongly. Um, and he was just saying, you know, he finds that, you know, he's got all these other boxes to tick as a, as a new teacher and, and, you know, the sort of the lesson plan, the, the differentiation, the routine, da, 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 da. and I said, well, actually, when you've got your, your behavior down pat, you don't have to have this complex lesson. You can have something quite straightforward where you get them in. Yeah, what was that? I remember it was Doug again, and the master of the Bombo said, right, here's a lesson. You tell them what you're going to teach them. You teach them. 
and then you tell them what you've taught them. Yeah, you know, this is so funny. That's exactly what I was saying in my CPD of yeah. lesson planning 101. Yeah. You tell them what you're going to tell them, then you tell them it, then you tell them what you've told them. Maybe I got it from them. Yeah, I got that. And others yeah, are going, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it's that's not, how you tell a story. That's how you write an essay. Like, yeah. That's, it's that simple structure. And I think, I think every, I think a lot of things gets, a lot of things get mangled and complicated and overly complicated so that these young teachers feel they've got to do this and this and this and this and this yeah, and this yeah, and yeah. just pushes them down into the ground and then they go teaching's not for me and we are losing hand over fist lots of great young people who are just beaten by this and it's not their fault it's it's the system's fault um and to go back um, around to what you were talking about saying you know it is just a job it's only a school i think if we're modeling that to students that they then go into the workplace Mm. realizing that it is just a job yeah. But if we if, if the if the behavior that we're modeling to them is the only way of being good at your job is to work 90 hours a week, be absolutely exhausted, sacrifice your entire private life and family life for your job. Yeah. We're not actually modeling. No, it's what not. It should be like for them after not. school. I've not actually really thought about that before. But when you were talking about it earlier, I was just like, yeah, we are role models. Teachers yeah. are role models, you know, yeah. and we have to model for them what they should be doing in the future yeah and we need to be good people about it and we need to say yes you're important to me but so are other things yeah yes I'm important to you but so are other things you know your mom and dad are important to you your dog's important to you you know what I really wish that we had recorded like loads of what we talked about before (laughs) because we were talking crazy and you know what the bin lorry is going past what we can do we can do it again because i'm free on the monday and it gives me it it makes me feel like i'm doing something uh interesting uh useful and it's kind of like it gets gets me in my mindset for for tomorrow and and stuff and also kind of make makes me feel oh my god i still enjoy this and yeah i kind of think about why i why i have of late stopped enjoying it Mm. um you know so there's sometimes like I just think I want to retire. I want to take the money and run. I don't care if it's less. I'll just take the money and run. Uh, but then I just think, actually, I, enjoy, I thoroughly enjoy being in the classroom. When you talk um, about kids, honestly, your face just lights up. Like, oh, you obviously good. love working with kids. Yeah. yeah. But it's all the other, it's just the box ticking that I can't be doing with. And, you know, and I just sometimes I get myself into a little bit of bother because I forget. Um, and things get undone. It's a deadline here or there for something that with the best will in the world schools put these into place because they are needed but that's that's where I get my kind of oh no I can't do this for much longer maybe we should do a little mini series of like Deb's wisdom (laughs) (laughs) pearls of wisdom you know so well the thing is if I didn't you know it's kind of like I've been doing this for 25 years if I'm no good at it then put me in the bin um but you know uh there are you know there's 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 stuff there's little pearls there's little gems to be picked out of all that experience and stuff that other stuff that I did when I was in my NQT and that I still do um because it worked um Mm. and then of course you know with ever-changing governments and policies and 
ministers for education and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and they it was this, and then it all comes back round, and the pendulum comes back you know here we are and i love i am the, the, the teacher of grammar um and then i've got colleagues who are native speakers who can do all the rest of the stuff but um love grammar that's know, why i love teaching teachers because oh, i get I to do loads of grammar grammar <laughs> <laughs> Um, and one of my one of my colleagues who's Spanish, she said, oh, yeah, you went to a grammar school. That's why you like grammar. And I went, yeah, that wasn't the sole focus of my education in the grammar school. And uh, I told him when well, I'm not allowed to talk about being in a grammar school um, because it's, it's a bit of a dirty word in the in the circles that we mix in. But um, yeah, there's there, there's there's lots more. But um, workload, it's only a job. It's only school. Um, you need to really look after yourself because you're 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 useless if you're going to have some time off because you are burnt out. It's not it, it's not good for you. And I wouldn't want it for any of my staff. So, you know, if I've got yeah, a member of my staff who goes, I can't go to that meeting this afternoon because I'm so tired. I'll go, well, look, listen, you get off home, get yourself some tea and biscuits and I'll see you fresh tomorrow. It's fine. You know, nothing. It's not life or death yeah exactly right i am gonna anyway, it's been lovely talking to you yeah, i know it's been so um, nice catching up uh i better take the dog out she's sort of padding around um uh, i'll take her out for her her midday walk and uh then i can you know get on with my the rest of my day before i have to go back to work tomorrow but you know i kind of feel quite upbeat and cheerful about it. and i think that's another thing i think people need to go into work you know wake up in the morning and go oh, i'm going into work i've got everything in order be fine I get to chat with my friends, my colleagues, and uh, one of the kids is bound, bound to make me laugh. And I'd still prefer it. Uh, I still prefer teaching to being working in an office, even mm. though sometimes I think I'd love to work in an office again. But, you know, I think I'd be rubbish in an office if I end up back there. But it's 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 great. It's a great job. I think it's just it's just too much at the moment. Um, yeah. The expectation. I think, um, you know, it's the whole kind of, I'm, uh, I remember there was a, you're too young for this, but there's a program called Cracker Jack years and years ago. And one of the things, a TV, a kids TV program, they would give the kids all these presents and then do a quiz thing. And you could take away as much as you could carry. And there would always be some little kid who dropped a lot. And Whoa. sometimes yeah, that's, think, yeah. there's your young teachers doing their very best to get all the prizes and then you know you drop it we we live in different times now we should be able to go right okay that's too much for you i'm mm. going to take some of that away from you and give it to somebody else or do it myself and i think that's what good managers should do is not you know is you know put, put, you know, you'll know this you've got a baby you can't keep shoveling food down him you just you know you have to... <laughs> just, yeah well you're talking about it just reminds me of the way george like tries to carry all his toys all well, exactly and you then know. he just drops them yeah yeah it's yeah. They, these yeah. are gravitational forces against us anyway right yes. i'll say going. Oh, lovely um i'm going to take doggy out and you can uh, sort the bins out or whatever you need to do <laughs> go go and get my child from nursery so oh, yeah all right then well this has been lovely. I've really it's enjoyed it. I feel quite uplifted for the rest of the day. Good. So, um, oh, glad to uh, hear it. Yeah. yeah. I'll uh, take my little trip up to the chemist to get me HRT. See ya. So there you go. Our chat about workload with Debs. And I'd forgotten until I went back through and started uh, editing it again that 
it was just very, very funny as well. Have hilarious anecdotes and funny stories. And actually, I mean, her stories were quite funny, but it did make me think about what am I going to do for Halloween? I know it's like a month away at the moment, but um, I was thinking, oh yeah, I could do a Halloween podcast episode. What am I going to do? And I thought, ooh, how about some teaching horror stories? Now I'm kind of assuming that these will be funny stories. I don't know, maybe some actual like horror stories. But yeah, probably funny ones like the anecdote uh, Deb's told about accidentally teaching jean Gere, which <laughs> I was proper crying with laughter when she was telling me about that. So yeah, if you want to get in touch with your horror stories from your time as a teacher, then please do. Or even when you were a kid. Are there any horror stories from when you were at school when you were a kid? But yeah, probably just funny more than like actual horror stories so yeah funny terrible things if that makes sense so yeah do get in touch as always I am at Kate Languages on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and you can email me through the website katelanguages.co.uk I can't wait to hear from you okay until next time au revoir auf Wiedersehen adios bye Thank <laughs> you.